Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. Hey, Beth, how are you doing? Hey, doing well, Zach. How are you? Doing good. Today, we've got a, a really exciting podcast plan. We're going to be talking about how building product companies can create a powerhouse Pinterest presence. Uh, the last stat we saw about Pinterest is that it's got over 200 million users. I'm sure that's, that's going to continue to grow, and they'll probably report an even bigger number by the time this podcast gets published. But Pinterest, I think, is a really untapped area for building product companies. We've been talking a lot lately, just in our office, that Pinterest is basically having a renaissance. Like it's like a a pinaissance, if you will. (laughs) There was a time when, you know, a couple of years ago, as marketers, we were watching Pinterest really closely thinking, is this going to make it or is it not? And there was a time when Pinterest just didn't feel relevant. It wasn't as it wasn't doing what we thought that it was going to do. It wasn't doing what the, the founders thought it was going to do. Um, I actually was just reviewing some market research that we did in the beginning of 2015, end of 2014, seeing that Pinterest was really, as if for homeowners and DIYers who were looking to do projects, Pinterest was really probably fourth or fifth um, down the line as far as resources that they would use for inspiration we actually just repeated that same research this year. And in 2018, it has jumped to the number one spot, which really is great to have that to back up our feeling that we've been feeling like Pinterest is on the rise, that Pinterest is no longer a place that it would be cool if we had that. It would be cool as a, as a brand if you had that, but now it's, it's really a necessity. Your audience, no matter who they are, they're on Pinterest actively on a regular basis. If you think about your audience and and who you're trying to target online, if you're trying to target the builder, the architect, the contractor, as well as what we think about with Pinterest, which is the homeowner or the DIYer, is Snapchat right for all those? Nope. But it's Pinterest, you betcha. And we believe the reason for this, and I don't want to just say believe, we've seen firsthand the reason for this is because Pinterest really is a place where people go to provoke creativity and inspiration because they want to take action. Your audience is there because they've got a potential project or they're looking for an idea or they're sourcing, a, uh, let's say, even a product. And they go to Pinterest because it's a great resource. It's a great tool. So manufacturers have an incredible opportunity to grow traffic and awareness and, and even grow leads if they just even took a shot on Pinterest. I mean, if you get the right pin above the fold or one influencer repins it, I mean, it's, it's, it can get really real. I mean, it can be a game changer for your, for your brand, you know? That's the other thing, too, about Pinterest is that there's so many influencers that are growing a presence there because it is that intersection between creativity and inspiration online, unlike any other resource out there. So this is why we're excited to be talking about Pinterest today. And what we're going to talk about is we're going to start by looking at how Pinterest works, and then we're going to help you evaluate if you should be on Pinterest, what your audience wants from you specifically as a building product company, and then how to establish your presence to drive awareness and leads. 
So we'll also give you a couple examples of other manufacturers or other people that we've seen that are doing this well. But let's jump right in. So how does Pinterest work? Pinterest actually refers to their pins as ideas. So I imagine Pinterest like a visual search engine. If you go to Pinterest.com, you're immediately given visual representations of ideas for anything from travel tips to building materials products to Ikea hacks. There's a lot of those. They're great. Food recipes. I mean, there's just anything that you could think of that you're interested in, even down to organizational tips. I know that architects spend a ton of time on there. Engineers actually have a whole world on Pinterest. So all of those ideas are visually captured and represented typically by images that are going to be represented on the web page that they link to. So that's the key. Those ideas all lead somewhere on the internet. It's like how on Google, everything is written out in text. It's like that, but instead of text, it's an image with just a quick description. So if you find a pin that you're interested in, let's say it's a pin for a removable type of carpet for an office design project that you're working on, you would create a board specifically for that office project. Office project in San Francisco would be the name of your board. And then you pin it to your board, just like a cork board. If this was a printed out piece of paper with a picture of the carpet, you would pin that to your board. That's Pinterest. So on your Pinterest profile, you want your company to have tons of boards with tons of different ideas. Some of them are going to be directly linked to product pages on your website, but some of them might be directly linked to complementary brands on other non-competing complementary brand websites so that you're giving tons of inspiration showing architects, designers, contractors, builders, whoever your target audience is, how to create an entire look, how to create an entire home or office space or whatever the case may be and have your product as part of that project. Yeah, I think you hit on something really important there, Beth, which is it is inspiration, like, hey, get this look, but it's also how to, yeah, like how to actually do it. So you see a lot of content on, on Pinterest that's, look at this beautiful you know, hotel or look at this beautiful office or look at this beautiful home, but alongside it, it's how do I get the individual components of that look? For building product companies, this is incredible because if you've got a product that isn't the biggest focal point of a given room or project, you can show how your product helped achieve that look. So it makes a lot of sense. It's very solution focused. Yeah. And it's huge for architects and designers because that is what they do. They look at the image of a space and they're like, I want that wallpaper. I want that stool. I want that window framing, whatever the case and if just because it's not your specific product doesn't mean they can't come to your profile or interact with your brand on Pinterest looking for that product. So it really widens the scope of your ability to interact with your audience. So let's talk about should your building product company be on Pinterest? Yes. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about that. Pinterest is really great for building product companies that sell to architects, designers, builders, contractors, and homeowners and DIYers. I feel like that's almost everybody. <laughs> but they've got, remember, they've got over 200 million users and it's only growing. In our research, in our, and I'm, I know we mentioned this already, but in our individual research, 
a majority of the audiences we just listed are using Pinterest, whether it's a professional, they're definitely using it actually for their job. And if it's a homeowner and user, they're using it for a project they have as well. So if you're not on Pinterest in some capacity, you're probably missing out with your audience. Like I was talking to an architect recently and I said, hey, you know, how do you guys organize your projects? How are you, you know, planning for things? And he's like, oh, well, I have this person in my organization, you know, kind of an entry, not entry level architect, but a, a, someone who's, you know, more into the weeds of the project. They collect all their ideas on Pinterest because they can quickly share ideas, comment, and then, you know, link to it either to show other people in the firm or to show the actual client. It's huge. It is a social tool, you know, for this architecture firm. It's a social tool and they're using it like a project management tool. Like that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and I think Beth, you and I were talking about this as we're planning for this podcast, but I think the thing that's really compelling for anybody listening is that if you look at the different places people go online to research a project or a product, you know, you've got Google, you've got, you've got social media, you've got blogs and you've got Pinterest. What the research shows is that people actually go to Pinterest before they go to anything else. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is that in the early stages of inspiration, people will go to Pinterest just to get ideas. Hey, I'm planning out this office space. I don't know what I want. I don't know. I don't have a a real firm grasp of what I want it to look like. I'm going to start on Pinterest. Like that's where people start way before they go to Google, way before they go to other social networks. They start on Pinterest. So if you've got the right pin, you've got the right content, and you get someone to take notice, they can base their whole entire project off of one thing that you've shared online just because you took the time to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And they stay with Pinterest throughout the project. So there's a lot of research that shows there's different search engine tools and different inspirational tools that homeowners, DIYers, designers, architects use when they're in the preliminary, really just inspirational general research phase. And then when they've honed in on, I know I want this project, this look with these products, they'll switch to different search engines to be a little bit more specific. That's when they really start going to Google a little bit more. YouTube becomes more of a player in the space. But Pinterest stays with them. It drops maybe to the second or third position over number one, once they've really honed in and focused and said absolutely 100% this but it stays with them. So again, if you're if you have a strong presence on Pinterest or your products are frequently coming up or your the looks on your boards are frequently coming up, then they're going to stay with your brand throughout their project as well. And I think if you look at Pinterest and and how Google even Google views Pinterest from an inspirational perspective, I think that Google views Pinterest higher than almost any other resource. If you go online and you search for, you know, office design ideas, for example, you're going to see a couple ads, you're going to see a couple photos, but the first couple organic search results are going to be Pinterest. So even if someone doesn't start on Pinterest, they, you think, okay, well, my audience isn't starting on Pinterest for inspiration. Chances are Google's actually pushing them there. It's the most authoritative place to come up with ideas and be creative for projects you have coming up. And I think that that's, that's kind of the crux of this is that when you're thinking about should you be here, it's really a question of is there opportunity for your building product company to inspire people 
to take action. So if you sell roofing or you sell decking or you sell, you know, any kind of product, is there room to inspire people with how your product is used? And if the answer is, is yes, then the answer to you, should you be on Pinterest, should be yes. <laughs> so let's talk about what your audience wants from you on Pinterest. I think it's important to start by remembering that unlike other social networks, your audience comes to Pinterest to serve a purpose. They've got a project in mind. They have a product they're trying to find. And you might be saying, well, my audience doesn't go to Pinterest to look for my product. You know, and this, is, this is, might be true, especially for companies that sell a product that is not aesthetically focused, like let's say insulation or some sort of framing structure or wall structure, for example. And that might be really true, but that doesn't mean that you can't inspire them to think about your product in a way they haven't before. So if I'm a homeowner and I'm planning out new construction, I might go to Pinterest and I'm searching for house construction ideas or framing or something as it relates to the beginning stages of construction. This is where you as a manufacturer can show them, here's three things to remember with your insulation, or here's, here's new advanced ways of framing that no one knows about. You're provoking ideas and education inspiration based upon search terms that somebody is actually looking for. And I think that's the key. You want to make sure that you have really, really great content for search terms or keywords that someone might go to Pinterest and search for. So, you know, if you sell a product uh, that gets used a lot in hotels or in office spaces, you need to have really great content that focuses on those keywords. And then conversely, if you focus on homes or home construction or something of that nature, you need to have content that gives individuals information and content based upon where they are in the buying process. Because it is a, like we said earlier, it is a search engine. So your content has to serve the terms or the keywords that someone goes to Pinterest for. I think that's a great point, Zach. Just to reiterate what you've said a little bit, while Pinterest is very visually driven, that doesn't mean you have to have a visual product in order to be successful on Pinterest. Because as we said in the beginning, it's the intersection of social and search. So people don't just search on Google for images. They don't just search on Google for things that are beautiful. They want actual information. So you are able to give real educational, supportive information about your product. Again, going back to insulation, you know, three reasons why you shouldn't skimp on insulation. That is something that would get tons of traction on Pinterest because those are questions, especially that homeowners would have if they're in the process of a, of a new home build or something like that. So if you're just getting started on Pinterest or you have a Pinterest profile that's been neglected, here's a couple of ways that you can grow your Pinterest presence. One, you want to have boards and pins that are titled the way that someone would be searching for your products or for ideas. So remember, boards are a collection of pins or a collection of ideas. So any market where your product could be used, that's a great place to start for boards. So if your product can be used in markets like healthcare, education, office space design, those are three different boards. So office space design ideas, healthcare, facility design ideas, education space design ideas. Those are three boards that you could create. So they're broad enough that they're gonna, you're going to be able to add a lot of ideas to them. They're not super specific and only limited to your company. So you're not only pinning images 
of your products, but you're going to be able to pin a lot of ideas that would be applicable to those markets. And they are search terms that people are on Pinterest looking for. And I think one important thing to note here is that when you're creating these boards and you're, and you're adding images, to make sure that when you're adding a pin that you're linking to it from your website versus uploading it directly. And the reason why that's really important, we'll talk about this in a minute, is you want somebody who visits and looks at that pin and they click on it to actually go back to your website. That's a really good point. All of the pins of your products should link back to your website. And at the same time, you want to double check any pin that you add to your boards to make sure that it goes to a relevant and authoritative website. If you're pinning something that's not specifically your product and not specifically going to your website, that's great. You should do that. You want your boards to be full. You want them to have a robust offering. But double check all of the pins that you use because Pinterest isn't flawless. So some of the pins on there go to dead pages. Some of them go to random websites. Some of them are mislabeled. You just want to make sure that the boards you're creating have high integrity and are reliable. A great example of this is Valspar Paint. They use Pinterest to post examples of their paints being used in interior design. So a few of the boards that they have are things like um, they, they focus on, let's say, interiors. So they'll do interiors, colon, bedrooms, interiors, and colon, living rooms, interiors, dining rooms, because they know people are searching for, you know, interiors <laughs> or bedrooms or, you know, living rooms, and they want ideas. And it's not, and I think this is a really important to note, is that they're not just saying, hey, here's our product. They're showing beautiful, inspirational photos and then alongside it, letting you know, hey, here's the paint that was used within this photo. Here's the swatch. So if I'm on Pinterest and I'm searching for dining room paint ideas or interior paint, the likelihood that Valspar paint shows up gets me to view it and then look at their site is really high. If I'm a flooring company and I am uh, trying to get somebody to notice my product, I want to have really great boards for, let's say, commercial flooring ideas or uh, basement flooring ideas, um, kitchen flooring ideas, those kinds of things, because people are there to collect ideas and collect inspiration. And another thing about what you're pinning, don't feel limited to just imagery and don't feel limited to only pinning your products. You can also pin your blog content. You can pin case studies. You can pin white papers, eBooks, What's going to be important for that is having the right imagery to make those interesting and enticing to click on, but you're definitely not limited to just photos. Yeah, there are a ton of examples or ton of pins online where people actually show you step by step by step how to accomplish something. I've seen Home Depot do this where they will show you how to create a certain look or Lowe's does this as well in video format as well as just traditional images. They're showing you how to create a project or do a project that people are researching. We'll embed a couple of example pins of how you can pin what it would look like if you pinned content from your blog or how-to content onto your board. We'll include some of those in the show notes below. So let's talk about what everyone really wants to know about Pinterest, which is how to establish your presence to drive leads. With Pinterest, when you're actually trying to drive awareness and leads, you need to start with your audience and what their goals are. Why are they on Pinterest? What are they looking for? How can, and then how can I help them with that? And in turn, get them to notice me and take action. 
While inspirational pins and content are a great way to grow brand awareness, you also need to have a balance of information that's in towards the middle of the sales funnel. So educational content that's more gets more into the weeds of your product category or of a specific type of project or specific issue with projects um, that fall into your product category. That's going to help drive people to your website and give them enough incentive to read a full article from you. So this is especially helpful if your products aren't visible. We were talking earlier about insulation. There's a ton of information and educational curve that you have to sell a lot of consumers and a lot of your audience on insulation. Giving them this middle of the funnel content is a great way to answer their questions that they have, bring them to your site. And then once they're there, serve them with a pop-up or some type of small form in the right-hand side to download a complete guide to choosing the correct insulation. That is something that designers, architects, homeowners, they all would be very interested in. So now you've taken your Pinterest presence and turned it into a lead. So if you're a manufacturer and you're trying to get return from Pinterest, there's really one of two outcomes you, you probably want. You either want leads that are driven, that you can ha- hand off your salespeople or your traditional sales channel, or the second option is you actually sell online and you want people to convert and actually buy. I'm going to give you two quick examples here of both. I was on Pinterest preparing for this podcast and I saw a really great pin by Home Depot where they're promoting a new treated lumber for fencing. So they show you, okay, here's how to create a fence step by step. Boom, 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 boom. And if I click that, it takes me actually takes me to a product page where I can actually buy this new fence product. I was like, oh, this is super smart. They're showing me how to do it. I'm a DIYer. I can get it done. And bam, I'm on their site and I can buy it. Perfect scenario for Pinterest. On the other side of the equation, if you don't sell online, you want to get someone to your site and then convert them to potentially buy from you. So let's say I'm a tile company. I'm going to promote a ton of inspirational content for bathrooms that are different colors or something to that extent. And then I'm going to get people to my site. And instead of trying to get them to buy, I want to, I want to encourage them to take that next step. So if I've got this you know, inspirational content piece, I want to link out to the appropriate sample request pages for that tile. Or you know, it might not be sample requests, if, you know, depending upon your, your category, but it's whatever call to action that you really want people to take. And one other thing to note with Pinterest too is that video is becoming really, really important. And I bring this up because... That example I gave you of Home Depot showing me this new fencing product they have, they actually showed me a very similar pin, but it was of somebody installing this fence. And so when you're, when you're on Pinterest, part of your goal is to try to get people to what we call like break the scroll. And there's so much imagery on Pinterest, there's actually a lot of competition. And if you can introduce small tidbits of video, it can get somebody's attention in a really unique way that other people aren't. And we believe and we're seeing more and more people experiment with video. But if you can do this now before it really becomes an even bigger tool, you're going to have, I think, much greater return because you know not a lot of people are doing it and your, your ability to get their attention is that much greater. So a quick recap here would be, if the question is, should you be on Pinterest? Ultimately, the answer to that question is yes. You want to offer inspiration and education Create boards that have a wide enough 
category that you can include tons of interesting pins and ideas. You want to pin your products, make sure they link directly to your website. You want to pin products and inspiration from other complementary brands. Don't forget that you can also pin content like those blog articles that you're working really hard to create. They're a great resource for Pinterest, something that are that's widely searched and will get you tons of traffic. Well, I think that's a wrap. Thanks everybody for listening. If you found this content helpful and you want more really great insight on how to be smarter with your building materials marketing, go to venvio.com slash podcast and subscribe to our podcast there. Until next time, thanks everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.